The Knives of the Skulking. Table War. Athan stared at the table. The large banks of metal shavings moved slowly across the textured map. Up here, down there, across. One group met another group of shavings. It might eventually move on with some of the shavings left behind. The other four generals watched the same table, but only at glances. They might look for a moment, maybe for the space of ten breaths, before shouting letters and numbers to heralds outside the tent. Those heralds would quickly flip the shutters on their colored lamps, sending messages to the armed men out in the field. The Magneto map relayed where every armored soldier was, but not who was which one. That required the generals to look over the fields or get reports from their lieutenants. Words came in, punctuated by names, orders went out. Two people alone were silent. The Skull King and Athan. Athan watched the Magneto map. The king watched Athan. One general took his leave for a moment, and his first lieutenant stepped in to continue his orders. The general scowled at Athan, but his aim was for a cup of wine to settle his nerves. Everything might rest on this engagement, and there was this courtier taking up table space, saying nothing, doing nothing, just watching. How goes the battle, Andreas? The Skull King asked him. As we expected, the general grumbled after he had downed one cup of wine and called for another. Only two, he promised himself. They fight cleverly. Their armored drakes are causing all the hell we expected, but we are not badly off. I've lost perhaps a fifth of my men, four officers. I cannot speak for the rest. Hmm. The Skull King nodded, but he hadn't taken his eyes from Athan. The general dropped his cup on the ground and crushed it under his heel. That should help to keep me to only two cups of wine. Sire, he addressed the Skull King. Andreas? The general stepped closer and whispered, Why is he here? He pointed at Athan. To win the, to win the battle, the king answered without hesitation. He commands no troops, sire. He has not warred with us. Unless you have made him privy to our war games, he isn't a military man. I guess. And you believe he will win this battle? Yes. The Skull King finally looked him in the eyes. Do you doubt me? The general flinched back. Of course not, sire. The king raised an eyebrow, somehow amused. But? Sire? You clearly have some reservations. The general wished for another cup of wine. My king, I must return to my troops. No, Andreas, you must answer my question. Your first lieutenant can follow your strategies for another few moments if you've trained him well. Come, what is your but? My sire, is two cups of wine too much these days? Or are you simply hard of hearing? There is quite a bit of shouting in here today. The general gulped and wished desperately for more wine. Sire, he says nothing. He just watches. And if he, he is not a military man, but you say he will win the battle for us, whence comes this certainty? The Skull King nodded. Ah, you worry about me relying on him and him doing nothing? Sire, it is as you say. 
The Skull King grunted softly and turned back to watching Athan. I have at least one knife on my person at all times, Andreas. Why do you suppose that is? If I have guards, soldiers, the entire Skull Mountain, all to protect me, why do I carry a knife? The general gulped. Must I answer? Yes. This is ground rock knowledge. Why carry a weapon if you are so far from combat? In case, sire, the combat comes nearer. And how likely is that? Oh, not very, but it is possible. Of course. The king nodded towards Athan. He is a knife. He could be used to cut bread or meat. He could be used to carve a wooden toy for my son, and you will notice he does both on occasion. Sire, I have seen him playing with your son, yes. But his real purpose is this. War. Does he have some experience I am not aware of? Hmm. The king took a moment to answer. I came across his particular talent during the table war tournament some six years past. You recall the one? Well, I heard him talking to another man in the court, saying that a different move would have won everything. I had him watched. I had my own spies quiz him and record his answers. Then they checked everything he said with my own table war master, your own president, Bernard. I did not say where from. Bernard was amazed. He said the man's observations were correct. Well, any man may know the past perfectly, the, the general quoted. But not every man knows the future, the king said. The statements the man made were sig insignificant. It was when he made them. He made them precisely when the move should have been made. Never before, exactly when. The king was quiet for a few moments. The timing was the thing. He sees opportunity precisely when it comes. He knows where to place it, and that is why he is here, and why he has not spoken. You, you trust him to know when to win the battle. A knife is nothing if it is not kept near, unknown, and sharp. The king smiled with cruel benevolence. Isn't that right, brother? There, the king stood. Athan, the man pointed at a cluster on the magneto map. There, my king, withdraw from the edges and attack there. See, it is done, generals. They all looked at him. Am I finding new generals so suddenly? The king grinned and growled. Withdraw our peripheral forces to strike at that point. Haste, or I will appoint men who will. The generals hesitated only to look at Athan. The man grinned at the board. The generals obeyed. By sundown, they reported the surrender of the enemy forces. The general waited after the other generals had left to see to their own men. Sire, you told me that a knife is only good if no one knows you have it. The Skull King placed his leather circlet crown over his head, the skull emblem in, on the front, between the other six clan markers, seemed to grin as flatly as he did. How many knives do you think I have? This has been The Knives of the Skull King, Table War, 
an Uncle Hats Tells a Story production. I'll see you next time if you don't hear me coming.